Welcome back to the Godly Young Men Podcast. This is episode 38. We are super excited for you joining us, either if you're watching or if you're listening. We're talking about something that has kind of been a thread from previous episodes. Sure. So we're talking about self-esteem with this episode, and this is one of those things that you hear kind of a lot about, you know, people's self-esteem, and I've got really high self-esteem, I've got really low self-esteem. So we're going to talk about where does your self-esteem need to be if you're a guy, because one of the things we talked about in previous episodes is it can definitely be too high, but we also think it can be too low as well, and we right. want to find this middle ground. And so last episode, we talked a lot about um, kind of this idea of getting over yourself. Um, because the previous episode, well, let me just go down the line. So episode 35, we talked about taking yourself seriously, mm-hmm. which is the idea that, hey, you know, like, don't be the goofy, immature guy. Like, actually take yourself seriously yep. on some things and, and be a serious guy. Then we talked a little bit about mental health and, and kind of how you can get really down on yourself. And and then the previous episode was about get over yourself. A lot of self episodes. Yep. How you should view yourself. Because as we've discussed, you can go too far in one direction you can go too far in the other direction. What we decide, what we figure we need to do eventually, because we haven't done one yet, thus the need for this episode, is an episode about self-esteem. Where should our self-esteem be? Um, again, it can be way too far in the arrogant, cocky direction of I think I'm better than everybody else, and we certainly don't think that's good, but can, it can also be in the other direction as well. And so we're talking about self-esteem. Joe, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to kind of that episode review there, because all of these things are linked, but they're different compartments to it. Thus, why we're splitting it into different episodes yes. here. So, what's going to make this episode, I guess, different than the ones we've discussed, we've had the last couple, and then we can get into the next point on the outline. Here. This is going to be specifically about your self-esteem. The rest have really kind of gravitated around it. This is going to be about where we ended, where we find our self-esteem, how to handle criticism. You yeah. know, like think difficult questions surrounding that, and really. I guess, finding your relationship with yourself more than anything. We want to get into that. So it's kind of a part two. That's We we debated back and forth on like, okay, where does mental health episode fit? Where does this, yeah. do we do the last episode on the heels of episode 35 with the, you know, which maybe those two should have gone together, but we also felt like self-esteem is kind of that third or low self-esteem uh, is kind of that third part of negative mental health sure so we wanted this on the back end of the mental health one because you have anxiety you have depression and low self-esteem those are like the three things that that you see a lot now that doesn't mean that there's not more mental health struggles but like that's specifically right so last episode yes we did talk about get over yourself this is going to be on the heels of that because we're going to start with the the types of self-esteem and the first one we talked heavily about which i'm going to call the fisherman you're just fishing for compliments all the time right you're insecure you're you're the guy that this is type of guy has very low self-esteem. Correct. He's constantly trying to get it from others. Putting himself down. He's got very low self-esteem. He's trying to build himself from others. But we've got others on here. We got the pretender. We had confidence versus arrogance, which was what episode? Like, I think it was seven. Was it seven? I was going to say it was, it was way it was back, early like ten on. or seven or something like that. So go check that one out if you haven't. Confidence versus arrogance. Some of that's going to be, you know, we might be redoing this. We're episode thirty-eight. Uh, yeah, it's, exactly. It's been a few weeks, I guess. So you have the pretender. He pretends that every, that he's just Mr. He cool. puts out an image, a facade. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got the nice everything, right? He's His hair is perfectly coiffed, and, and he just projects as ultra-confident, and really to the arrogant, cocky point, but he's the pretender. He's got just he low self-esteem. He also has low self-esteem. Exactly. Right. He's got low self-esteem. He's just trying to overcome it. What are the other ones? Yeah, so we've got the, the shtick guy, which is another one of these guys that, that has low self-esteem, because it's the guy that... He's got really high self-esteem in one area. In one area. He's one guy. He's the 
I'm trying to think of he he's the the fantasy guy, right? When you're right. talking like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff that we've 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 taken shots at before. But even he's the sports guy, right? Like he's real big into sports and that's yep. all he knows how to do. He what are some other ones that you thought of maybe he's, with this? He's the book guy, yeah. right? Like he reads all the time or he's even with the, the workout, he's the workout guy. Like that's that's his thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's the money guy. He's constantly playing the stocks. I mean, there's things like he's the weather guy, which is kind of weird, but like some guys really get into that. That's their shtick. That's their thing. Uh, he's the music guy. Either he that's knows a, a ton one, of music yeah. or he plays music. And he takes his guitar everywhere he goes because that's the one thing he's got. And so if he ever feels like self-conscious, if he's ever really struggling with social anxiety, boy, you whip out that guitar and next thing you know, everybody's, yeah. oh, wow. That's his his identity in that moment. And that's not to say that you can't have one thing that you enjoy doing above, no doubt. above a lot of no other doubt. things. The point we're getting at is you have guys that they have horrible self-esteem except in one area. Right. It's still not very healthy. <laughs> that's that's, that's exactly it. And anytime it goes outside of that, they're like, uh, they freak and again social anxiety things like that come in don't be the shtick guy we got a lot to get to on the outline outside of just the types of self-esteem this last, next one's funny <laughs> the last one i put on this uh put this on the outline and, and i gotta preface it because it's gonna sound really really bad you know the guy that says i'm the christ esteem guy oh i don't have self-esteem i have, I have christ christ esteem. esteem get out of here man <laughs> that is so annoying okay i'm sorry it, it, it may be technically true um Please don't be that guy who's, oh, self-esteem doesn't matter. No, self-esteem does matter because, yes, we are gaining it from Christ. We're going to talk about that. We talked about it in the last episode. Well, but self-esteem does matter, how you view yourself. And we're ta- we're going to talk in this episode about how your relationship with, with God needs to be at the foundation and I mean, about who you are you're going to get to, which is you are a child of God. That needs right. to be at the root of it. So in a way, it's not technically wrong in the sense that Christ is the basis for our self-esteem. But the Christ esteem guy is such the the kind of holier than thou. That's exactly the, it. The well, you know, I'm gonna. It's kind of a contrarian thing to do. Like, well, I don't have self esteem. It's just one of those. Self is wrong. It's almost a gnostic. You know yes. what I mean? Like yeah, the, that gnostic version of self being wrong. Self is not wrong. God gave us ourselves. Like self esteem does matter. Yes, we found it in Christ. The one thing, and I'm glad you mentioned that. God, our relationship with God is the foundation. Yep. That is not the house, okay? That's the foundation. We build on the foundation of God loves us. We have ultimate yep. value in him. We build our foundation on that foundation, and we can build a mansion. He allows us to with the talents he's given us, the skills he's given us, the hard work ethic that we that we develop, and, and obviously keeping gratefulness involved. That's what helps build the house. But for those that look at Christ to see him, it's like, well, God's my foundation. That's great. What are you building on top of that? There has to be other parts Well, nothing. I've you. got God. That's all I yeah, need. Exactly. Right? That's all I need. That's not true. If if God was all we needed, why did Adam get Eve? Right. You know, he looked down and said, it's not good for me to be alone. Why do we need the church? Why do we need a lot of things? Exactly. Yeah. Like God is, it's not that God's not enough. It's that he developed us to be relational and to have needs and to have, he gives Adam purpose. He gives him work. He gives him value. He gives him dominion. He gives him um, law from the very beginning. Don't eat of this. He gives him a woman. Like he gives Adam a lot of things outside of himself. Just know that. So those are the kind of the four we wanted to hit. Try not to be those guys if you can. Don't the be the fisherman, the, the pretender. fisherman, the pretender, yep, shtick guy, and Christ, the Christ esteem guy. Um, yeah, don't be those guys. We want to get into <laughs> what that is, though. And, and so we've already hit this point hard. We hit it on the last episode. I don't want to spend too long. Don't but... miss this, though, because this is at the heart of the issue of what we're talking about. Correct. This episode. When we're talking self esteem, ultimate value and worth is not based on what you do, but on who you are. Right. And who are, who are we? We are children of God. That's well, really you, what it comes down to. You brought to. up your identity rings on, I think, the last episode that we yep. did in the Get Over Yourself episode. The idea that people are always wanting to find their identity in certain things. Yep. Uh, the, I'm, I'm, I'm this type of person. People can do it with the, with the mental health. We talked about that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm the person that struggles with mental health. I am 
I find they, they find their identity in their career. Like you said, the things that they do, their job, right? Yep. The, I am this type of, this is what I do. You can't do it that way because that's so temporary. That's so there's nothing, there's nothing solid there. There's that's nothing right. concrete there. You find your identity in being a child of God. And, and, and that's, that's what is the part of you that gives you your, your worth and your value. That's a whole lot more concrete. That's, right. that's a whole lot more solid and, and gives you, it's the foundation is a perfect way to put it versus the things that are kind of out there that, I mean, you can lose your job, you can lose your career, you can lose a lot of things. You're never going to lose that you're a child of God. That's right. And that's why that has to be the foundation, the center of your ring, whatever analogy you want to use, that's got to be at the center. That's right. Because what is it? James one sixteen. there's no variation or shifting shadow. Yeah. He's not going to change. Yeah. 115, 16, 17. It's definitely um, 17. No. 17. I think 119 is uh, anger, right? Pull it up. I'm, I'm, I'm saying 17. I'm All right. Say 17. I'm going to say 15 because I'm pretty sure 13, 14 is about temptation. Verse 16 and then should be, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's probably a 17. Perfect. He's about to be, yeah, he's it's about 17. to be I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. You're the shit guy. No, just <laughs> I'm the Bible knowledge guy. No, <laughs> That's <just> right. <laughs> ah, it's 117. Yeah, it. It's just too Yeah, it was a verse off. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. I don't find my self-esteem in that though. So uh-huh, yeah, he's got good. Christ esteem. <laughs> yeah, I've got, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but to, to that point, there is no shadow or, or shifting shadow with God. There's no variation like what he thought of you today. Yeah. Uh, from Ephesians 1.4, and I am confident on that one, oh, right? Yeah, Before the foundations crazy. of the earth, um, he chose us in him. And so not the Calvinist chose us, plan, not the man, right? But he chose us. And so there's confidence in knowing that God from before the foundation has always viewed us similarly. And that we can rest on. Whereas if we find our confidence, if we find our self-worth, if we find our self-esteem in, as you mentioned, our job, in work, in our girlfriend, or in our wife, in our academics, uh, in our sports, in, in whatever it may be, the hobbies, the humor, the being popular, that's a big one. Well, that's where I get self-esteem is if I'm popular, if I'm a TikTok star, if I'm whatever it may be, why does that, and we have to zoom out and say, why does that give us self-esteem? Because it shows other people like us. Why does that matter? Yeah. Why does it matter if other people like us? Think about think about being a teenager, and I'm, I'm, it hasn't been that long ago that I was a teenager. I'm 23, so sure. four years ago. But I even remember when I was 14 and 15, 16 you did want to be liked by people. You wanted to be accepted. Sure. You wanted to be looked at as normal. And I think sometimes older people can kind of brush that as a side. That's such a dumb thing for young people to want. That's literally human nature. It's very That's, normal. It's, especially, again, as in the teenage years where you're, you're looking around, you're trying to find your identity, you're trying to figure things out. You want you don't want to be looked at as weird. You don't want right. to be looked at as the... Like, and I was homeschooled, so it was even... More so for me in the sense that I already had a stigma on me for being homeschooled. And yep. so in a way, I had, I wanted to go out of my way to, pr- no, 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 I'm not one of those weird homeschooler type of thing. <laughs> yep. But I think we can, you can do that a lot even with kids that aren't homeschooled is that they're, they're trying so very hard to find their identity in being popular, in mm-hmm. having other people like them. And listen, it's, if you're 15, 16 watching this and we tell you don't care what other people think, that's very hard to do. Like I, I sympathize. Like it's not like you can just shut that switch right. off. It's a it's a switch you can flip. That's not the case. And I do think also when we're saying find your identity in God, a lot of people might be going, well, what, what does that mean? Like right. you know that that's very it's an abstract concept. How do I make that more concrete? And I think it is a perspective thing. I think it is a mindset thing of understanding. You could be the most the biggest abject failure on this planet. You could be horrible you can be really bad at your job or just you can have i guess the worst type of job in the world maybe you don't have a family you think my life is miserable god still cared enough to to send his son god still cares about you enough to give you a hope of heaven that if that's your perspective you can conquer the world you can do anything you know what i mean i i really 
think as I think about people in the world that don't have that assurance, that they don't have that hope, and really their entire life is about how much can I enjoy my life on this earth? How empty is that? Like, no, no wonder people like that struggle with depression and struggle yeah, okay. with identity and self esteem. If you're a Christian, and this speaks to our previous episode about insecurity and like how you're kind of telling God he's not good enough, God's got you. Like, God is the one who told you. You are good enough right. because of Jesus, not you and of yourself, but Jesus is good enough. So he made you good enough. Right. That's if, if you keep that as your perspective, you can't like, how low can you go? Really? You can't go very low because you've got, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, you see what I'm trying to get at there? Absolutely. There's a threshold that you'll never cross below. And yeah. that's what we have to maintain. The finding identity in God. It is tempting to say, well, that's that. Yeah. God loves everybody, but does he really love me? Like on an individual level, we know collectively God does, but I think God, cares about every single individual. And I think when our prayer life is deep and when we're seeing him work in our lives and giving space for him to work in our lives, we see that God very much values individuals in the process sure. um, and, and in how he answers prayer. So that's very important for us to make sure that that's our foundation because, as you said, we don't want to drop below that. But you also mentioned an interesting point. Almost every major in psychology, that is Eric Erickson with his you know um, eight stages of basically life cycle, Almost every life cycle in psychology has something along the lines of belonging in the teenage years. We want to know who we are. We know in our first formative years, growing up, maybe zero to ten, that's really okay. Where does where do I fit into the family? My family, just right. into life. Like we're coming into life and into consciousness. And where do I fit in the family? What are my and this is why you have a lot of struggles in the two you know terrible twos and then all the way up into maybe 8, 9, 10 years old, they're trying to figure out where they are in the family. By the time they're hitting teenage years, where do I fit in the world? Where do I fit yeah. with those around me, with my friends? When you hit college, it's like, okay, now I have to think about what's my, what am I doing in the world? And, yeah. and so they're different struggles, but that sense of belonging is particularly difficult right around teenage years. So I'm really glad you said that because we don't want to sit here and be like, oh, it's just stupid to think that. Everybody does to a certain yep. extent. That's human nature. Where do I fit in hierarchically? And I'll know. add, sorry to interrupt you, Go it's for especially it. difficult if your parents aren't giving you the affirmation. Right. Now, we, uh, I was blessed with great parents. Joe, you were blessed with great parents as well. I mean, every family has their struggles, I know. Sure. But, man, if you're not getting affirmed from, by your parents, they don't tell you they love you, you're, you know, you're not being told good job. You're not, I'm not, I know I'm not one of these people that thinks you constantly have to be built up, but there are kids out there, they don't get any affirmation from their right. parents. I sympathize in the sense that it can be very hard to look at a or to, to consider a God that you can't see as the authority figure and go, my own parents don't even, you know, affirm right. me and don't even tell me that I'm worth it. What well, is I, a, yeah. Yeah. What is a father? You know, he's a, he's a spiritual father. Great. My own father doesn't show right. me that, that love. So how do I know that the spiritual father shows me that love? Our relationship with God is often mirrored by our relationship with our earthly father. That's, we talked about it, I think two episodes ago in the mental health one, how key, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I no, apologize, you're good. No, go how key parents are yeah that's such a difficult thing because we are the we're basically showing our kids who god is yep. we are their earliest form of hierarchy of authority authority figure of yeah of this parental love that ultimately god shows us so if we mess that up our kids may be doomed for life type of thing because they never really do trust that god loves them because they never got it from their parents right so we're fully aware that that could be underlying a lot of the self-esteem struggles we're actually going to get into that is why we struggle with some of the steam but there's also this idea that, and this is why we kind of hit on the idea of I want everybody to like me. We find find our identity in so many other things. Why? Because we want to be popular. We've given, we, we've basically handed them, as, as I say, like we've handed them the keys to the Ferrari, to our own Ferrari. We've taken it and we said, if I can be popular, 
And if everybody else can see me as a certain thing, then I have taken the keys to my Ferrari and I've passed it to other people and they're allowed to drive my own car for me. And who knows? I mean, they might crash it into a brick wall. We don't know because they might love us today and hate us tomorrow. Being popular is a very big curse. Where you see this manifested in is where so many young people nowadays, they want to be YouTube stars. They want to be super famous. And I think you've talked before about recently there was a survey that people would rather be popular than rich. And that's never happened. And I think that's driven by YouTube culture and TikTok culture of people want to have followers. They want to get likes. They They want acceptance. They want to get popularity because because that's 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 to them the most important thing in the world yeah. and i think your your ferrari example is very good it's like no you take the keys to your ferrari your self-esteem and you drive it right. don't give it to somebody else but you've got on here that you can only keep it or lose it elaborate on that uh the fact that you can't gain popularity because i think that's something that like is a great point once you get popularity at that point it's just a matter of maintaining it. you even see right. it with celebrities they're really relevant for a certain amount of time they can only go down. You know what I mean? That's like exactly it. Certain, I guess you can, in, in some ways, get more famous. But at, once you're at like LeBron level or yeah, Taylor Swift level, or Taylor Swift level, or people like that, at, at that point, you can really only go downhill. Yeah, because people are looking for you to fall. They're yep. looking for you to fail. You keep it or you lose it. There is no gaining it. You've already gained it. So you have to stay in this. And you see a lot of celebrities that stay in the culture. They stay relevant through any means necessary. The DUI. The the public divorce and and the custody battle or you know the just some scandal or whatever they get into um it's just all this popularity right and the two people i brought up have not done that yet so maybe that maybe those were not the people to bring up there but but, i mean but that's why they're so big like they've almost risen above It's, it's unbelievable how big they are but that is a curse like that is a major curse to have to always maintain or to to be fearful of losing that and my my encouragement real quick would be for all you godly young men don't chase popularity like it's it's you might be like, man, that's easy for you guys to say. L- listen, like, there's there's greater things in life. There's more fulfilling things in life. There's more enjoyable things in life than having a hundred thousand followers. Like, it's right. just not that not that big a deal. But so many young people nowadays are chasing popularity. That's what they're striving for. Don't do it. That's right. And what they don't realize is, with all the popularity and all the love, comes hate too. Oh yeah. People always end up hating people, especially if they get famous. They could be the nicest guy in the world, and there's still hate. Go find the nicest guy online. It's kind of like what we used to talk about with, with reviews. So everybody has bad reviews in some way. Go look some. Uh, go look up a three-star Michelin restaurant, one of the best in the world. It still has negative reviews. Yeah. Everybody's going to have that. Are you prepared to handle that? Most people aren't. When gets it comes us into to the next that. part. Which yes, it gets us into it. Like how do we handle criticism? Because criticism's natural. Whether you're famous or not, you will be criticized. And this is what takes the biggest baseball bat, I would say, to self-esteem is criticism. Yep. We build up this sense of self that we're proud of. We finally got it up to this point. And the and somebody, minute somebody pokes a hole in it, boom, yeah. just deflates, right? So how do we handle criticism? And I'll throw this out to you. Go for it. For, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, oh I don't know if you want to. Sorry. Yeah, say, how would you, I have my own answer to this. I am curious, how have you handled criticism in the past? How would you handle criticism? So this is, the way that I'll put it is, I can handle criticism from the people that I know care about me, if that makes sense. Mm. What I mean is like, especially if you have any kind of online following, if you're getting criticized by certain people that just don't matter, don't care. You know, like I, I care if my parents criticize me. And when I say criticize, I'm talking like, Hey, you could really do better at this. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe a different version of criticism, right? Because I know you're talking about more maybe negative connotation. But no, like, no, I think that that's relevant too. But you know what I mean? Like if Joe, if Joe came to me and said, "Will, I really think you could do better at this. This is not a great trait. I'm not going to get super upset with that because I'm, I'm close to Joe. I know Joe cares about me. Same with my parents, my siblings, my wife. 
if I got some random guy that I see once a week at church or something, or I've got some uh, a, an acquaintance on social media or something, yeah. and they criticize me, my mentality has always been I'm going to care way less about that. Does it still affect me? Maybe sorta. Like I think about it, sure. but I don't. I don't let it negatively affect my self esteem because like I don't care what that person thinks. And that might be a very arrogant position. That's always the position I've had. Is like care what certain people think. Yeah. Don't care what the the irrelevant people think. Does that make sense? Absolutely, because it's this idea of emotional bank account. They have enough. I'd, I'd like to think that you and I both have enough in, a, in the emotional bank account with each other. To where if you say one thing that ticks me off, it's not over. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, like, no, we've earned that relationship. Right. Whereas the other person, I don't know you from Adam. Or if I do, I barely know you. You don't have enough in the bank account to cash that check. Right. So, yes, that's going to bounce. Like, it's not going to go super well. I love that. Good analogy. You yeah. know, it's not going to go super well. That's not... That's actually a parenting analogy from Doug Wilson. He talks about you can't spank your kids when there's not enough emotional in the bank account, which I, I think is brilliant. But, and that's why it goes wrong. Um, but I, I would, yeah, commandeer it for this purpose of like, you have to have that relationship. And so what's our problem on social media? What's our problem in the world? We have a bunch of kids that are scared to death of what other people think. Why? Because ultimately their relationship with self isn't good. When yeah. it comes to criticism, and I've mentioned this, I think before, I mentioned how me being fat, me being me being overweight type of thing is is um, I'm not insecure about it. There's a part of me that is insecure. Sure. I mentioned in the last one. So if you call me stupid, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but like if you call me stupid, okay, that ain't affecting you. What are the ducks back? And I, I don't think I'm stupid. I don't think I'm Einstein, but I don't think I'm stupid. You call me fat, all of a sudden, okay, oh, settle down, dude. Like that hurts. Yeah. Why? Both are insults. Well, one I believe, and one I don't. So that's and take anything you can apply. Like you know, you can apply apply across the board. Across the board. What is the thing that gets you most upset? That's the thing you're probably insecure about. That's the thing that you probably believe the most in yourself. Because you could be, if I called you fat, I imagine that's gonna (laughs) (laughs) right. So it's different for you. I don't know. I don't go around thinking of criticizing you. So I don't know what we criticize. But the idea stands. If somebody said, you know, man. Patrick Mahomes is, is just a terrible quarterback. Like, give me a break. If somebody said Patrick Mahomes is doesn't run very fast, he doesn't. You know what I right. mean? Like, that's maybe a dumb thing. Yeah, or he but, married the wrong wife. <laughs> yeah, has, Sorry, a, has an annoying family. Like, that's true. Yeah, you know? exactly. But but because there is maybe some level of truth to that, that's going to hurt more, right? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at is in handling criticism. You have to understand, how much of this do I believe myself? So is it really, am I mad at them for criticizing me? Or am I mad at myself for allowing that to be true? Am I really mad that somebody called me out for being overweight or am I mad at myself for being overweight? You yep. see what I mean? Yep. That's oh, yeah. the difference. So criticism, the way we handle criticism is we take everybody and we say, you know, even the guy at church, he says something, you go, wow, I'm not going to be dwelling on that for the rest of my life. Again, he doesn't know me very well at all. At the same time, we're always going to take that. Is there a level of truth to this? And if it hurts, zoom out and say, is there some level that I believe this? Yeah. Why does this hurt? So that's what I would say on criticism. And if it hurts because there's part of truth, don't get mad at them. You don't have to thank them per se, but internally, I think you should thank them and say, they're pointing me towards something that I'd known internally that I really have not wanted to deal with. Yeah. So criticism and, and, and really being popular and all these things that come along with criticism, we are so concerned about, and my dad also told me, this is the last thing I'll say and we'll move on. My dad also told me growing up, first off, if people, if you only knew how little people thought of you, you'd you would never care because like they're going to think this they're going to think that they ain't thinking about you everybody's thinking about themselves but the other thing you tell me is 
okay, do you do you agree with them on anything else? Like politically, no. Uh, spiritually, most of the time, no. Sports wise, no. Don't agree with them on, on life choices. Why in the world do I agree with them on me? Yeah. Why do I let that affect me? I don't take their their opinion matters zero in ninety nine percent of things. Yeah. When it comes to me, all of a sudden it's earth shattering. No, it's not. Right. I'm not going to give that power over me either. Take the keys to your own Ferrari. Learn to drive your own car. Yeah, that's great. So let's hit this because uh, we got an interesting discussion that we want to wrap up with um, down here yeah. that I think is going to be good. But you've got on here that your relationship with yourself is the key to good self-esteem. I want you to elaborate a little bit on that because somebody's watching this going, well, how do I have good self-esteem? I don't have it right now. How do I get it? This is the part you really need to pay attention to and understand. A lot of the stuff we've talked about, like don't chase popularity, you know, don't find it in other things. Yes. But how do you? How does one gain good self-esteem? And it, it it goes into your relationship with yourself. You have to look around and go, what parts of myself do I not like? Now I use internal family systems and therapy, and you have multiple parts internally. And people think it's schizophrenia. It's not schizophrenia. It's we all have different parts. There's Joe the critic. There's Joe the helper. There's Joe the addict. There's Joe the, you know. There's a bunch of different parts internally. So when we break apart those things, we say, what parts do I hate? What parts really lose me love? What parts am I most insecure about or that I really, really don't like internally? Those are the parts we need to fix. Mm-hmm. We need to work on our relationship with ourselves and be willing to say, I don't like this about myself. Well, why? And how is that serving me? So for instance, the critic. Man, I hate the critic. I, I just think the critic is always out to try to tell me how much I stink. What's the critic's purpose? We always have to ask this. Why, is, why am I criticizing myself? Just because the critic's a jerk. No. We never do anything that's against it. If it's not serving us in some way, we wouldn't do it. People right. have to realize that. So when it comes to this, the relationship with the self, how is it serving you to be mean to yourself? Most of the time, it's along the lines of something like, if I, it's almost like you can't fire me, I quit. If I'm mean to myself, it lowers the expectation yeah. so I'm not hurt when other people do. If I if I criticize myself in this area, then when they say that, I've already got it covered. I've yeah. already criticized myself. You've already beat them to the punch. I've basically. already beat them to the punch, right? Most of the time, those are the things that we do to try to get out of it. So the relationship with the self needs work because the critic has convinced you that this will help you not be hurt. Is that true? No, it still hurts when people say it, right? So we're hurting ourselves so as to not be hurt later. But in, in the end, we just end up being hurt all over the place. So I would say that's the first thing. But we need to understand why our relationship with ourself is not good. This is so key. And most people don't think about this. Why do I not like myself? And not just the parts, what parts I don't like, but why do I genuinely not like myself? This a lot of times can be trauma. It could be attachment wounds. I never thought my parents liked me. I, I did not think my dad liked me type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying for myself, I do think that's my parents like me. But saying, yeah. Yes, but the point would be maybe you'd say, I don't think my parents like me. And if, if my own parents can't like me, why should I like myself? That's definitely something to work through. So understanding why your relationship with yourself has taken a beating is going to be the first step to having good self-esteem because then it's self-awareness. You're not hypercritical on yourself, but you say, you know what? This has always plagued me. This has always hurt me, and I'm going to work to get better in those areas. Uh, so that's why self-awareness, I think, is so key to this whole discussion on having that good relationship is you got to know what parts are losing you love, quote-unquote. Yeah. Recognize God lo- loves those parts. While you were yet sinners, at your very worst, God loved you um, enough to send Christ. God loves those parts. How can we work to love those parts ourselves? Maybe that needs to be done in therapy. Maybe it just needs to be done in you journaling and talking to those parts internally and figuring out. But that's what I mean by relationship with self being the key to good self-esteem. It is so key. If you don't have anything else to add to Go that, I want, us to get, I want to get us into this last kind of dichotomy that we have here of... You hear it's this concept of self-love. You hear yep. that a lot in culture, right? Oh, self-love this, self-love that. 
But then we have God's word that tells us we shouldn't be lovers of self. So right. you pair that against something we've talked about before in a different podcast. Jesus, when he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, what does that imply? It implies that you love yourself to some extent. If, right. you're, if you're to love your neighbor as yourself, meaning love your neighbor as you would love yourself, means you, you need to love yourself to some extent. So my question is, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first and then I'll go after you, and is where's the balance there? Mm. Where is the balance of, because you may, you hear self-love and self-care and you think like, I got to take a bath every night and <laughs> lavender and chocolates. And that's, uh, I'm, it's because of my self-love and it's self-care and then all this and then that versus, you know, lovers of self, which is not a good thing. Where's the balance there? Like, what do you see as the difference? Because self-love is usually presented in a positive light yeah. in the culture. And I don't think it's all bad. I think it can be bad, but what do you have to say to it? What do you have to add to that? That's a great question. I had thrown a couple examples on there of, of what I think the difference is. Like standing up for yourself, setting boundaries with people is self-love. I think getting run over, there's nothing good about getting run over. Yeah. But the lovers of self is just putting other people down. Yeah. Like setting boundaries is okay. Putting other people down and talking about how stupid they are for taking advantage of you. Two different sides, you cross of it, right? The line there, you cross yeah. the line where it's now become hateful. It's it's less out of a place of I need this myself to make sure that I'm in good working order, and it's more in I don't like people, right. and I'm I'm kind of pushing people away. Another one would be taking care of yourself. Maybe it is the bath. Maybe it's going to the gym. Whatever it is, right? Taking care of yourself versus pushing other people away. I'm going to take care of myself, or I don't want to have anything to do with them. And so you're cutting everybody else out of your life for self care because that's putting myself first when I need it. Yeah. No, that's just being a jerk to other people, pushing them out of your life. I guess I just think of all those those Facebook things I see where uh, it's and unfortunately, no offense, it's women that post it, it of, of like the most of the time the you need to take care of yourself and you need to yep. love yourself before you can love anybody else. And I get the premise behind it. I think my answer would be it's the heart of the episode. You find value in the fact that God loves you, and so you do think highly of yourself. Yeah. Why? Because God thinks highly of you, not in an arrogant way, not in a right. cocky way, but you you know you have value, and so you 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 go through life, you go through your everyday um, responsibilities, your job, whatever, kind of with an air of yeah, I know what I'm about. Like yeah. especially if you're a guy, I know that I have value, I know that I have worth, I know that I work hard, I know that I strive for greatness. All these things. It's okay to know those things. That's that's the the positive aspect of right. it, I think. And so that would be what I would say. Anything else to add to that? Yeah, I would just say we talked about it and you kind of click or you, you hit on this a little bit there of like where we don't find our value, there's an aspect of value because I, I meant to hit this point earlier and you just triggered my Before, thought yeah. and then we're going to we'll wrap up here. We do find value in Christ. He's the ultimate foundation, as we talked about, but we do find value also in striving for greatness. It's the house we build. In doing all of these things, and that is part of self-love, is we're building ourselves a really good house. And what you talked about is, basically, I know I know what I'm about. I know who I am. Yeah. I know who I am, and I rest in that. And when you know who you are, then you can go out and love people. People, the Jesus others yourself kind of falls apart because we constantly give, 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 but we're giving out of a place of self-loathing and often out of a place of I want in return. I want them to think I'm a nice person. Wrong answer. When you have self-love, I don't need them to think I'm a nice person. I know what I'm I know about. already. I know, yeah. I'm an, I know I'm a good person in the fact that I'm giving others. I'm a giving person. That's just who I am, and I like that about myself. Therefore, I'm going to go give. Instead of I don't like who I am, if I give to others, they'll like me, and therefore it'll inform me that I'm worthy of love. See what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem. So we want to make sure that we are 
loving ourselves, that we are informing that self-love through God, but also through the things we do, through striving for greatness, through doing good at our job, through choosing a godly wife, through raising up kids under the Lord, through having a great sense of humor, through all of these other things, we find value in ourselves in that. I don't think that's fully wrong. That's not where our ultimate value is. That's not the foundation of our value, but we're building this amazing house and then we can have other people in the house, right? We can invite other people into somebody who is secure in themselves instead of, hey guys, can I can I come stay on your couch? I don't have a house of my own. Build your own self-esteem house. Take the keys to your Ferrari. Drive other people around. It's great to do it, but you know that's when the others comes in, is when you know who you are, you've established enough self-love, and then you can invite others into Because then story. you can properly give it. If you don't have it, you Correct. can't give it. Can't give what you don't have type of thing. Well, we do. We give and we give and we give, but it's coming from depletion. Yeah, That doesn't help anybody because then we get burnt out and we get bitter toward the world and we turn into lovers of self. Yeah, That's the problem. Yeah. So yep. that's what I I think add. that's great. I, I think that's a great way to wrap because we do need to love our neighbor as ourself. And to some extent, if you don't, if you don't have the positive self-esteem that you need to have, it's going to be very difficult to carry that command out. Yeah. It's at least in, in the right way. Like you said, there are people that just, well, I'm an encourager. I just love everybody. I just do this and that. It, because they want it in return. That's right. They, they want always to be, they want to be noticed in that way. And so I guess the, where, where the piece of uh, encouragement that I would have as we as we wrap up is, man, we have every reason in the world to have positive self esteem. Right. Maybe you've got maybe you've got things that you look at and you're like, like, man, I wish they could be better. Work to make them better. Maybe you know it's exercise. Maybe it's eating right. Maybe it's Bible knowledge. Maybe it's um, I want to learn more about this and that. We've talked about it a lot in these last few episodes. It's not wrong to to want those things, but man, have have the foundation of. God cared enough to send his only son. God right. cared enough to to show me that I am worth more than many sparrows we brought up in Matthew 10 a couple episodes ago. And so, man, have that as your foundation. Right. Have that as your perspective. And if you don't have that, like Joe said, it's not just about studying your Bible. And write it down. Take the scripture and write it down and put it on your mirror. Take right. it down put it on your – read it every night before bed. Whatever it takes to get – if you're watching this and you struggle with self-esteem, whatever it takes to get you into that mindset of – at the end of the day, if my day goes horribly, I still have God. Yep. That's what you, that's what you need to do. And if it if it is reading it every night and every morning, if it is putting it on your mirror, if it is, you know, putting it in your car where you can see it all the time, yep. do it. That's what it's going to take because you read about, you know, the the missionaries and the people who went through some awful stuff in the world. Yeah. Why were they so secure? Why were they? And that's not necessarily a self-esteem thing, but why? Why were they so confident in who they were spiritually? It's because they knew that they had God. They weren't. Right. They weren't scared about the people that were going to come get them. And so, yeah, that's all I would have to say is if that's not your foundation right now, make it your foundation through whatever means necessary. Anything else that you would have to add? I would just say on top of that, find your self-esteem in God. Find it in the things that you can control, such as I can't find it in my job. I'll find it in how hard I work. I'll yeah. find it in how much I love. I'll find it in. The things that are within your control that are kind of the intangibles. Maybe you don't find it in your spouse. Find it in how hard you work to love your spouse. Correct. That's exactly it. I don't find it in, yeah, having the perfect job. I find it in working really, really hard because no matter if I'm working at McDonald's or I'm working at at, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, you know, who knows what. Like, (laughs) right. It's going to be okay, right? It's going to be okay. Um, I love that part of myself. So, that's the only thing, as you were talking, what made me think. But uh, I think we're good to wrap right we there. We will wrap right there. We'll be back next week. with. Uh, I'm not going to preview it, but I'm really excited about next yeah, week's episode. It's going to be some good discussion. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be back next week for episode 39. This has been episode 38 of the Godly Young Men podcast. Thanks for watching.